What's up, y'all? And welcome to the Jack Vita and Stephanie LaGrosa Kendrick Show. <laughs> Talking traders. Traders talk. We're back. Episode five is in the books. We've got so much to discuss today. Stephanie, of uh, course, things are heating up. Season one contestant. She's back, and we're running through this uh, recapping every episode this season. Uh, That's right. Today we today we get a little more time to talk about it because. Last week, we had like four episodes to talk about in under two hours. Um, but today, we're going to... It's the best episode yet, right? This is the... It's getting it, even better each episode. It's each getting week. better and better every week. It's like, my kids are like, when is the next one going to be on? And I get like one ahead of them because I'm now <laughs> I'm now media or whatever it's called. So I'm like, next Thursday? It doesn't air every Thursday now? Yeah, it's Thursday. Uh, yeah. yeah. Okay. Every Thursday night on NBC. You can watch it on Peacock. It's on. It should be airing on NBC as well. Really? Is it going to be on NBC every week? Every Thursday. Wow. So yeah, that's big news. Yeah, and it's that's at awesome. nine nine o'clock Eastern time. Yep. That's that's a good chance for uh, people to build some brands who are on this show. Get pick up the followers, all the NBC viewers. Yep. Yep. So it's on Peacock, and so season one. Yep. And then now also once a week, a new episode drops on Peacock as well as on national television for people who don't stream, which like people like my parents, that would have right. been great when season one was airing. So Well, yeah, a lot of people still don't have Peacock. And Peacock's risen a little bit. And thank Traders has been a huge part of why a lot of people have been signing up for Peacock. Um, right. But I know so many people who I told recommended the show to and they're like, hey, you know what? Maybe I'll sign up for Peacock for a couple months and then I can watch it right. and then, you know, cancel it. But a lot of people said, I don't have it. And so if it's on NBC every single week, that's great. That's as great. It's be on story. NBC every week. Just started. But here's the thing. Like, if you're like me, who's not real techie, you're like, <laughs> literally, when I was on Traders and then we found out when it was airing, I remember verbatim saying to Rachel, what is Peacock? Like, I didn't have Peacock. <laughs> I don't know this stuff. Now we did move to a new house, and now we don't even have cable. We have streaming. So I have all these things that I now don't know how to use. Hulu, Peacock, who knew? I don't even know what's going on. <laughs> it's insane. All but right. the Peacock's good to have because you can go back and watch other shows. Yeah, so. you, and watch watch season yes. one, Dealer yes. Deal Island. Shout out to Boston Rob. So excited about that. That looks awesome. Boston yeah. Rob, my one of my absolute faves, is going to be on this new show, Dealer No Deal Island. It is like Survivor and Dealer No Deal. If you used to watch that, actually, my niece used to be one of the models that held the cases. Oh, so no yes, they like drop them, and then the people that get the lowest case, the person with the highest case, gets to pick which one goes home or something. I don't even know. It was just a. I'm going to have to text Rob and see what the story is, but <laughs> it's it's going to be Rob good. It airs end of February or something. Rob's going to clean up with these newbies. It's going to be great. Rob's really good because he's strategic and he's really good with numbers. You know, Rob was like a professional gambler as well. But um, a lot of these shows, there's a lot of luck involved. So yeah. I hope Rob, I, I don't know the, sh the story behind this show. I'm going to watch now that I have Peacock, you can watch whenever. But um, Rob will do well. People like Rob. Rob would do well on the traders too, I imagine. Rob... Uh, Mark my word, Rob will be on the traders at some point. He would be <laughs> perfect on the traders in any aspect. I think it would be, I, you know what? I'd like to see the reverse of if Rob was 
a traitor, it would seem too obvious. So I'd like yeah. to see Rob as a faithful and navigating right? the game as a faithful. Right? Or they make him a traitor and he's like, that would be way too obvious, dude. Yeah. It's not me. Now yeah. we need to find the traitors. And I then he would cut he, very early on. He would get the first traitor out. So he didn't look like a traitor. Guaranteed. <laughs> I think that that's kind of a little bit of what's happening with our friend Dan on this season is it almost was a little obvious that he would be a traitor. He's catching a lot of heat. Uh, the the episode starts out first and foremost, though, with the murder of Tamra. Yes. And it said they said it was going to be between Sandra, Sandra or Tamra. This looked yes. like they let um, Phaedra make the call here in the turret. Yeah, because she was getting called out for the Housewives Alliance by Pav. How'd she say it? Pav a T. Don't yeah, do that. Yeah. Pav a T. That's a, <laughs> that was hysterical. Um, so I think by her doing that, it kind of saved her a little bit. Like she felt bad doing it. That's her girl. She is kind of in a little Bravo Alliance, um, Housewives Alliance. But by doing that, she clears the air there. So smart move by Phaedra. She's undetected completely. Yeah, I think that Dan even says at the end of the episode that he let the other ladies pick the last couple murders and now he wants right. to take control. Uh, right. This this murder certainly benefits Phaedra the most because for the reasons that you mentioned, why would anyone suspect Phaedra is a traitor at this point? Yeah, I know. Except if you go back to, you got to do that. There's got to be a girl. There's got to be a guy. And it's funny that everybody's like pinning it on like a Sandra or a Janelle or even Parvati's names mentioned a little bit, but no one's pulling out a housewife. There's got to be a housewife. Right. And that's where. And I now that the housewives are dwindling. I think that Dan, with some of these early moves that he made, has put himself in this position. Now, part of it is obviously how he's acting. I mean, you had mentioned it, and we'll talk uh, about it. There's he's a lot the of... worst. He should already be out. Like, the fact that you won't name a name, and you're not even trying to find who the traitors are as a faithful, it's so obvious. It's, it's blatantly obvious. Even with all the editing the show does, because that's what they do, it's blatantly obvious he's a traitor. And Janelle knows it. Janelle's just in an alliance with him. I'm completely convinced. I'm putting myself in mine and three shoes with her and Dan. And I already know without even anybody even admitting that that is my hundred percent. She's in an alliance with him. Well, she was until this well, episode. <laughs> right. Right. Because it's coming down to the wire and they have to start, they have to get a traitor at some point. Well, after going into this episode, there were uh, seven women and six men. And if you really look at the options of who it could be for the same reasons that you say, I think probably I would I would honestly think that there are probably two men in the traders. I would think right. that there are two. At least there's one. And out of the remaining men, there are only like there are only six options right now. Right. John, so. Yeah. And the odds Berge, are in your favor. Yeah. John Berge, Dan, Kevin. Yeah. CT and Peter. And it's like, but who would suspect John Berge or Kevin? None well, of them. here, here's the, here's the thing too. You don't know how many traders there are. You never yeah, do. It's true. So there could be four. They tell you there could be up to five. It's literally in the rules. So yeah, there could be two. 
Um, CT is, is a good option. He would be a good choice for a trader. Um, any of them would be. You could be a good choice because you're under the radar. You'd be a good choice because you're the perfect type of a trader. But, I mean, you have to go with what is obvious to at least get one to start really eliminating here. And Dan's obvious. And they were on to Dan early. Larsa was on to him. Even MJ, I thought, was on to him. And now she totally turns and goes and tells Dan everything. And Janelle's arguments are so valid. Um, and Peter. Peter is so smart. Who knew? The pilot was so smart. Wow, I really like Peter. He's like turning into one of my favorites. I mean, he comes up with this master plan that's actually brilliant. Because, And then Parvati's on to him. Parvati's like... Why would he tell you and why would he tell me that he and Janelle definitely have the shield? That means he's lying. And Dan's like, I don't know. I mean, I don't know. I think Dan is going to shoot himself in the foot here. Because it's already so obvious for Dan. Well, they, speaking of Peter, then we get to breakfast. And the first thing that we see is people come into breakfast. And mm -hmm. Peter says, well, I think it's going to be Sandra, Sheree, or Trishelle. I think they're going to murder one of these three. And they made it look like it was almost Sandra because it came down to Sandra and Tamara. I think those right. were the last two to right. enter. I'm curious to know one: how long are those breakfasts when you were when you were on the show? How long would it take before they bring in a new group of people? Because that conversation seemed like it lasted more than just like 30 seconds. It varies. Um, so it depends on what they need to get out of you for the show. So like. It could be 10 minutes. It could be a half hour. And you're up waiting like in these bedrooms because there are bedrooms in the castle. And you are literally as a faithful crapping your pants because you're like, am I going to this like weird place where they're going to just tell me I was murdered? Because at that point, you don't know you go to the interview room with a letter because you've never been murdered. You're like, am I going to go to breakfast like you? It is the worst anxiety like worse than tribal council because at least a tribal council you can defend yourself yeah there you're off camera and you've been murdered like that's it you have no rebuttal you can't say anything same with banishment um so when it was the three of them the traders in the breakfast a couple episodes ago that probably went on who did you poison blah 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 the whole ekin sue thing that probably went on for a while so it just depends because it doesn't, there's not, you're filming all day. You, yeah. your call time's 8.30, you film till midnight, if not later. I mean, when that cl clock strikes, that it truly is. Like, um, and you only do one challenge throughout the day. You eat breakfast, lunch, and dinner at the castle as you see them eating. And then you're sitting around, either talking, strategizing, walking outside, and, or you have one challenge. So you have all day. So they can, things can last as long as you want them to last interesting and then did you guys detect when there would be it'd be down to like two or three people how did you draw any kind of line of like these are the two people that the traders were considering or do you think that that's more of like the the editing product of like okay we're gonna we're gonna change things up and we'll just kind of randomize how the order is that not random i'm sure there's some strategy to it but then it's like you know they could like for instance it came down to Sandra and Tamara. It, it, they could have clipped in from that conversation. Oh, yeah, maybe we could do Sandra. But like they weren't actually ever considering it. But they used it because they had Sandra come in as the last person. Like, were you piecing anything together with the order of people filing in? 
No, you can't. It's impossible. You don't know what the traders are talking about when they're murdering somebody and everybody goes in different. Sometimes I went in first. Sometimes I came in last. No, it's the same thing. Like when you drive in those cars, those like, what are they? Awesome. Like Mercedes Jeeps or whatever. Like you're like looking around you, everything's suspect. And I had a notebook in my room. Like you wouldn't believe I was making notes like, okay, day one, this truck. These were the four people in this truck. This is who you sit next to at the round table. They're probably spaced out the traders. They're probably not sitting next to each other. They're probably brought to like everything suspect. There's no way to tell. The only thing you can really go on is by people, how they're acting. And Dan, him not saying a name is beyond. And he does it. He does it to the traders. They're like, let me help you out. Like you're being so shady. And he's like, I'll give you a name tomorrow. Phaedra's hysterical. I didn't even know who she was. I don't really watch Housewives. She's like one of my favorites now. I'm going to go back on my Peacock and I'm going to watch her. She's like, oh, Lord have mercy. Now he's doing it to us. Like when she says, oh, Lord. And she starts with, I, Sloan is like five years old. Lord have mercy. She starts doing it. The whole, the whole Kendrick house starts doing, Lord have We crack the heck up. Because Dan's doing it to them. I'm like, what is he doing? So I think Dan, and I didn't watch his big brother, and I know he was really good and resurrected from the funeral grave, whatever the heck happened. <laughs> I think he's just not being a great trader. I think he thinks he's doing a good job. And I think he has up to this point, but they're catching on. He's got to like start. I mean, so what? He throws Janelle's name out there. Uh, of course, everybody else is. Why wouldn't I? But he needs to like start throwing names out. I think that we're about to see. I mean, it's too late now, I think, actually. I think he's going to be throwing all kinds of stuff to the wall in this next episode. Yeah, but I think it's too late. Well, I, I'm not disagreeing with you. I just think it's going to make for great TV. I think Dan uh, is, yeah. Dan's like, I'm going to try to have my big brother funeral moment now on the traders, and he's okay. going to do something. So okay. we're, uh, we're kind of going all over the place with what's happening, but that's fine. So... <laughs> Normal for those who don't know, standard Dan, Dan, right and a normal phone call between the two of us, anyway. Just so, total 50 <laughs> directions go fine. So, Dan, <laughs> for those who don't know, he won his first season of Big Brother. The second time he played Big Brother, they had a twist where they had coaches, they had four coaches in the house, they each got to draft like three players, and then they were coaching them. And at a certain point, they got a chance to put themselves in the game. It was like if any of the four coaches voted, hit a button to enter the game, they got to play the game. And Dan was like probably the first person to hit the button. And Janelle did too. And they were on the same season. So Dan was playing uh, a game where he was doing pretty well. And then there was someone that he sort of had a rivalry with, not like a contentious interpersonal thing, but it, they were targeting each other. And this guy was the head of the house, which means he had all the power in the house. He put Dan up for eviction. Dan had a punishment because Big Brother has these weird rules. So he had a punishment where he had to go into solitary confinement. So he had like maybe a day where they probably put food under his door, but he couldn't leave this room. Mm -hmm. And he's just like, I'm I'm dead. My game's over. So he goes in. He's like, I have got to come up with something. So he comes back 24 hours later. He wears all black. He calls for a house meeting and he says, I want to, this is the the funeral of Dan Geesling, the big brother player, basically makes it look like, you know what? I don't want to, I don't want, I'm done. I, I know I'm, I know my time's up. 
you guys are all going to get me out. That's fine. I just want to say some good words to everybody. And he, by, by making it look like he was rolling over, he was able to, he was working quietly on concocting a big scheme. He was able to get the HOH to take him off the block. And then <laughs> Dan ended up having this gigantic web of lies, which ended up cut, catching up to him at the final two. He got to the final two, which was amazing, but he didn't win because he lied to a lot of people and burned a lot of people. Um, and I think we're going to see him try to pull something out of the hat. Right. So I think this is the process of him. He's going to sleep tonight at the end of this episode. And he's like, all right, this is my solitary confinement. I'm going to come up with a plan. He's probably not going to sleep the whole night and he's going to have a plan. But you know what? The other reason why I think he said, I'm not telling, I don't know what I'm doing is because I think he's going to throw out one of the traitors. I think he's going to throw one of them under the bus. I know. And if the editing is just fooling us, then that would be great. But the last thing he says is, I've got to get rid of Bergie because Bergie told me if I don't come up with a name and mean it or whatever he said exactly, he's writing my name down for banishment tomorrow. Well, Bergie has the, because my good friend Peter the pilot, who I love now, <laughs> came up with this great plan to say him and Janelle got it to kind of protect all of them. So Parvati, brilliant move on Parvati is like, they're lying. It's one of the other two people that were in that bird challenge, which by the way, was hysterical. And Bergie has the freaking shield. Bergie and Trishel have the shield. So if he votes Bergie, it's going to be blocked. And that's what he's saying he's going to do. So that probably won't happen because editing. Yeah. But if that happens, that sucks because then they've wasted murder. And both Parvati and Phaedra were like, I think we should go just to be safe with somebody that was in the house, not that had the option to try to find just to be safe because it's a one in six chance. We, you know, so, one, two and six. So here are the options of who they can murder. And we'll, we'll circle back to a lot of these things. They've got, okay, so so let's actually first, let's explain the shield strategy here. This was like, it was brilliant on Peter's part, but we got to give credit where credit's due because you guys did the same thing on your season. It's true. We did. Um, so if you went in on, on season one, if you went in and had the opportunity to get a shield, no matter who came out, we decided to not disclose that information so that all of us would potentially be safe. On our season, it failed because the people on some people that were traitors also had the opportunity and Ari, who ends up being a traitor, gets the shield like three times in a row. Yeah, it's insane. So he now knows that none of the people who aren't traitors, so he can murder whoever he wants. So our plan failed in that way. In this plan, it was brilliant because Three teams of two, six people went out into the field and only one team was going to find the, the shield at the end of this challenge. They came back to the house, the six people that were in the house that happened to be, which was kind of stupid. They should have split it up. A trader should have gone in the field. That was their number first mistake yeah. and not yep. three traders in the house ever. We were watching that too. And I had that in my notes. I was like, okay, who split up and went, which people were buried alive, which people went to find the maps because if there was a shield, do you know what I mean? You always split the traders. They didn't do that. That was the first mistake. Um, 
And three people in the field, somebody got the shield, they came back. Janelle says, we've decided as a group, we don't want to say if any, which one of us has gotten the shield, which technically should make all six of them safe. Because as a trader inside the house, when they go into the terror to vote that night, they don't know who has the shield. So Peter concocts this plan and says, Janelle, we're going to pretend you and I found the shield. They did not find the shield. Two other people in the field found the shield. But that way, they're going to vote for hopefully one of those two other people in the field. And if it happens to be one of the two, which one of those two, Bergie has it. And Bergie is calling Dan out, calling Dan out. But Dan thinks, because he's actually believing Peter, he has the shield. They're hoping he votes Bergie and it's blocked Bergie has the shield and now they can't murder anybody. Everybody shows up to breakfast. Now we won't know this till the yeah. next, whatever. Now it didn't help Janelle because it does not help Janelle, obviously at a banishment, which stinks. So yeah, I was going to say, I feel like the shield should protect you from banishment too. There's I gotta know be a way that you should save yourself from banishment. You I know. And I wish, you know, I wish Janelle at some point, I know she's a busy mom of three. She does real estate. She's in the, you know, public eye a lot. I wish she would come on because I know there's so much editing that goes into that show just from being on season one and just all these reality shows that I've done. I wish she would explain her side of things because even at the banishment table, like she's calling out Dan and she's like, just give me a name. I've been begging you to give me a name. It looks almost like they've been working together. And even he, and she's saying, I'm going to trust you whether you're a traitor or not. And you can't tell me if you are or not. And he's saying, I'm going to trust you no matter what you are. Um, that's what it looks like. But she's still saying we're trusting each other and I'm begging you. I've been begging you for six, five episodes. Give me a name, give me a name. And he still won't. So finally she turns on him if they are aligned. And I would love for her to explain her side of things and where CP came from and where Sandra came from. Cause she, she seemed tight with Sandra. Sandra's like, we were tight the whole show and you're going to turn on me. CT says the same thing. And then Trishel's in with CT and she doesn't vote Janelle. And she's like crying that Janelle left. Well, CT of course turns on Janelle because she's throwing him under the bus. So sometimes you got to go with the numbers because you don't want to be plus people are throwing you out there. You got to get rid of them. But um, I, I would love for Janelle to come on. We would love give to us have you anytime. The inside Janelle. scoop. You're always yeah, welcome. If she, she's think, busy, but uh, she'll, yeah. I'm sure she would if she had a second when she yeah, has a second. For sure. It's just I so fresh. It's right now. Like I'm <laughs> like, I would love to hear her side of things, you know? So the thing that I think what happened is like you said, we don't know why she's thinking CT, why she's thinking Sandra. That right. whole group looks close together though. So it's like, it looks like it's Sandra, CT, Dan, Parvati, Trishel, Janelle is in with them. And she's Janelle's probably thinking like she's certain on Dan, which I imagine she was probably suspecting from day one. Like I, I get a hundred percent because she knows him personally, but yeah. also you can tell in the edit when, oh, there's a cardinal outside my window. Um, so, oh, there's two. Oh, so when she says, what did she say? Um, something about Dan. Oh, who, who went and told they're gunning for you, Dan? Was it MJ? She ran uh, right to him. Sandra and MJ. It was Sandra two. and MJ. And then Dan runs right to Parvati. And Parvati goes, what? 
Janelle? She's like, well, then we got to go for her. And she kind of looks disappointed. Like, she was with us. Language. If you, if you read, like, I thought you can say shit. No. PG oh. rated. PG rated. Oh, I thought that was the one word. I thought that was the one word you can say last time. <laughs> I bleeped I, it out last time. All right, we'll try again next week. Keep going. <laughs> oh, for the love of God. You know, I'm really not cut out for this PG rated stuff, okay? And then, by the way, they are dropping F-bombs left and right, even the nice people on the traders. So I was pretty good considering season one. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Okay, so if you look at Parvati, she's talking to Dan and she's like seriously disappointed. Like she cannot believe Janelle's coming after him. So I do think they were all like aligned and now they're like, well, we can't have one of the traders go down. So we're going to have to get rid of Janelle. I think that this is part of where Janelle went wrong is I would say that in terms of numbers, like if she had not gone after CT and Sandra, if she had just mm -hmm. left it at Dan and again, Janelle, we'd love to hear your side of the story. I'm certain you have good reason to have made this decision. However, by calling out Sandra and CT, they both were like flabbergasted. Like, what, what the heck? Like me? So now it's I like, know. okay, well, I got to get this person out because they think I'm a traitor. I know. If she didn't say them, and if she only would have kept it to Dan, and uh, I don't even know, maybe one of the housewives, somebody that was kind of she knew she didn't have if she would have did that i think she would have had ct's vote and she would have had a couple more votes and yeah. i think she could have flipped it and it would have been dan although what i'm curious of is and we'll hopefully talk to sandra at some point i'm curious if sandra maybe ct if they're onto this thing too and they think that dan and parvati are traitors because they're in with them and they're like, well, we want to be protected and we're going to make this move later. We're not going to do it right now. They look like they're all in together. Yeah. But then. And knowing Sandra, she's always kind of on to people that are shady. Yeah, Sandra's pretty good. Speaking of PG rated, how about the FU screaming match oh, that Sandra and Janelle have at the banishment? That's hysterical. That and was that so good. In fact, Rachel and I, here's a little inside scoop, had a similar screaming match on Snake in the Grass in the water <laughs> when we were swimming back for the last challenge, except where I did not reciprocate. She screamed at me, yeah, a of lot course. of profanity. <laughs> and I laughed at her because I was the snake. And I was just like, I can't believe this broad's cursing me off right now. I was like, Rachel, shut up. Um, I'm also not the confrontational. So I was like being very nice. But that is hysterical at the banishment round table. This is like we were talking about. Season two, I think, is a lot better. Season one laid the groundwork. They, they okay. Were, you guys... okay, Mr. PG. Yeah, it's way better. <laughs> They're cursing. They're getting drunk. Like, yeah, it's way better. Are you kidding me? The fire. It's way more dramatic. Oh, yeah. There's a whole bunch of Kates going on in there. Yeah. Oh, forget it. <laughs> Forget it. We also had 10 non-reality people that yeah. a lot of them didn't talk much. Yeah. Like they were just pretty quiet because, and yeah, it could have been a little bit of the edit, but a lot of it was like, they were quiet. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And our so, friends, our, our closest friends, at least my closest friends of the, the trader season one, uh, bam, he seemed like he was going to play aggressive, but he was out early. 
Michael, yeah. very strategic. He was Michael. Really. Michael spoke a lot. And then Amanda, I don't know how much Amanda was talking, but from what I'd heard, she seemed like she was on to everybody, but she got screwed too. So. Amanda got screwed, and she, you know, she would have been very vocal. Um, but she's a big personality. She's hilarious. Yeah, yeah, she's hilarious. I love Amanda. She's <laughs> hilarious. Um. But that's the thing. When you get seasoned reality TV veterans, like you've got Bananas, who's basically trying to host the show in episode one by asking questions to everybody. Right, right. (laughs) The whole whole thing that was funny is when he he makes the comment to Alan and he says, like, how does it feel to be the second best dressed guy here? And Alan tells him to back off. I feel like Alan's not just saying it's not about the dressing. Don't try to host my show, bananas. Right. I'm the host. <laughs> right. That was so good. That was so good. That was so funny on Bananas' part. And that was so funny on Alan's comment back. Like hysterical. <laughs> but you've got professional reality TV contestants, or I mean Sandra's not a career reality TV person. She's no. Not, like she's pretty similar to you, I would say, in terms of just kind of pops up, does a couple shows, but she's a mom. And- but see, that's the difference between like the gamers. Like we've been on the survivors or we've been on the big brothers or whatever, but like we don't do that for a living. These Bravo people, yeah. they do it for a living. Like they are filmed 24 seven. That is their life, whether they're acting or not. They're used to cameras being around. Kyle Cook does winter house and summer house twice a year so does his wife so do all those bravos on that show like they're used to being on camera and making good tv yeah so you know the gamers are more just about playing games and strategizing and challenges and whatnot so it's 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 reality TV, but it's very different reality yeah. TV. And then you've got just confrontational personalities. Correct. Who are, like, it starts at breakfast. Like, I don't remember you oh. guys at breakfast ever calling, like, oh, okay, this is definitely, CT goes right after, go to Dan, and he's like, Dan, who do you think a traitor is? Come on, yeah. throw a name out there. Come on. Like, what? <laughs> as soon as, as soon as the, uh, yeah, as soon as the banishment's over, they're like, okay, come on, you got to give us a name now. Like, you're done. You're out of time. Like, I'm going to give you one too, more chance. Yeah. Breakfast. Well, I mean, Kate was like, Rachel would walk in and she's like, well, I don't know. I wouldn't pick that outfit. Like uh, yeah, that, that right yeah. there, that is Bravo. That is like your typical <laughs> Rachel was like, okay, the day didn't even start yet. I just woke up and you're already commenting on my like beret. Get over it. <laughs> well, and now Kate's back. Kate makes So the then grand- Kate comes back. <laughs> And as much as I loathed Kate as a fellow faithful, <laughs> she is good TV. She is a great choice for her to come back. She I'm happy to see TV. her back. I feel she like she was, personally, I thought she was doing a little much with the confessionals. I feel like she's trying to try yeah. out some of the stand-up. I thought it was yeah. funnier when last season she just didn't care. Like, I think that was part of... Kate's the, a girl of her one-liners, but yeah, I did see that. She In her confessional, she had a bunch of one-liners. I she mean, but she's, she is funny. She really I mean, is I, funny. I'm sure they landed for a lot of people. I was like, okay, I felt like doing a little too much. Kate, you just got to be Kate. You don't have to... Yes, yes. But, but Kate... Me. I could be totally wrong on... Also, no, I mean, yeah, I mean, it's good TV. But Kate, when she first sat down, and Kevin... <laughs> You know, I can already tell she hates Kevin. Um, (laughs) And she sat down and she and Kate rarely looks nervous. Kate, even when Kate is nervous, she fakes until she makes it. She's very good under pressure. Um, She looked nervous. She was like. 
like she looked a little nervous if you actually go back and watch and then kevin interrupting her constantly because she interrupted him he's like no you weren't listening like she's like all right we got it we got it you want to know no that's not what i'm saying kevin's saying like he is just oh my gosh okay yes how about kevin kevin is making like unintentionally great tv it is so funny watching kevin kevin is uh, he had like three of these moments in this episode alone like it starts with he gives a whole kind of speech about why he should get a shield and like it's his turn to get a chance to go for a shield yeah that was funny (laughs) then they go into the field and like they never even find their first bird call because all they're worried about is getting the shield and the shield is like nowhere near where they're even at. And they're the lucky bird, they even finished that challenge. The bird call challenge was, this was also hilarious. You've got Michelle and Janelle like making these, it's not just the like bird calls and the sounds that they're making. It's like the, how about the fact like the faces that they're making while these sounds are coming out of their mouths no, they're literally making dog barking sounds that are supposed to sound like birds. And it just just like hysterical, all dressed up, fully made up. Some of them have fur on and they're like, I'm like, what? And then and then you got these idiots in the house running around. And John, who looks like a penguin when he runs. Isn't it, John? Yes. John, my kids are like, why does he run like that? And then you have Alan. Alan's like, hurry up, John. Run faster. And you know Alan's making fun of him the whole time because he runs like like a peng- like a penguin. I mean, it is like comical. Oh and my gosh. Dan and CT had some good little like witty one-liners. Dan's CT's like, like, like a radio like, host. Yeah, oh my god. Dan's like sounds like Janelle when she doesn't get a shield. It was like this like distressed yes. noise that like yes. I think Trishel made that was like a yes. it was like at some point they're doing chickens. It's like <laughs> the commentary like it is hysterical and then phaedra has a serious crush on cd yes she does oh she again again lord she's like my favorite she's like this she like loves him (laughs) oh she's googly-eyed is she married i gotta look her up i gotta know much about her she's a housewife but not all housewives are married anymore. yeah she could be divorced housewife oh she's hysterical she's cracking me up in this show sandra like making the when i saw sandra running around making the sounds like replicating the sounds that was that had me dying sandra too sandra too i know oh my gosh sandra sandra was smart at the round table she says you know what janelle we've been together the whole time and i think you were recently recruited because they did recruit somebody and they don't know who because all of a sudden you flipped and you know what? Sandra's right. Yeah. Somebody was recruited and it was a it was a gamer, but it wasn't Janelle. It's Park. So she's on it. It's just it's the wrong person. Um, but she was smart to say that. Like that was a good reasoning, you know, as why to banish somebody. And I could totally see where a lot of these people were coming from of why they went after Janelle for that reason. A hundred percent. The reason of, you know, we didn't, it's interesting because there's a lot we didn't see, but they were saying that Janelle was kind of spearheading the early votes in terms of. And so and the, when you're wrong three, four times in a row, you start to look suspicious. Yeah. And I thought it's, just, that it's that the nature actually, of the game sometimes, but it could also look traitor like. And that's where I actually think Dan was able to spin that into some kind of positive for him of like, look, yeah. I'm not just going to 
throw a name out there. I'm no, that was mind. a great idea at first. But now every single person has thrown names out. We're on episode five, Dan, and you still haven't thrown a name out until, oh, He's finally, gonna... Janelle. Finally, Janelle, because Janelle threw a name out. Now the name he's saying is Bergie, who has a shield. I'm dying. I'm dying. Well, that's, if the... He, that's the edit. If he votes Bergie and it gets blocked, I'm dead. I'm actually dead. <laughs> Kill me again. Murder me. Traitors. That is unbelievable. Because that's a big risk. Because poverty and Phaedra are like, let's just go for someone in the house. And then they're cracking me up. They're like, Dan, you got to say a name. There's only two. Phaedra goes, there's only like two left. <laughs> I can't. She kills me. I do like that Phaedra. Oh, she is funny. You know, okay, so let's talk about this. Who do you murder here? Because here are your options. You, you murder like a John. You murder, you give him nothing. Like right, you murder well, like... The, the six or the five people who could have a shield are Peter, Kevin, Sheree, Bergie, and Trishel. So that leaves your options now. You've got John... Kevin and CT of the men. There's, I wouldn't, if I'm Dan, I wouldn't get rid of a man here because, like, we're running out of male options. Right. CT, people are suspecting him, not doing that. Um, I might, you know, we know a lot more of about how, how uh, smart Peter is. If I knew that, he'd be someone I'd want to murder, but he is in this potential shield group. Um, and then for women, you've got Sandra, MJ, I'll give you who I would go. I would go Kate. Kate's a wild card. I thought I just, that too. Like just she just her, got there. Yeah. They could have made her a traitor she, off the bat. Yeah. It's like, like, go ahead. How great, how great would that be? I mean, there, but the way he posed it was like, Kate, here's your seat, which by the way, was Kyle Cook's seat. And I know that because I sat next to him every single banishment. <laughs> Kyle was Kate. And I was, who's next to Kate? I think it's Bernie. Um, to the to her right, which is this way. I I didn't notice who it was. Yep, if Kate at the top, here's my pen with my fake diamond, and <laughs> it's reverse on here. Over here was me, so here was Kyle Cook. Here was me, and you go around the clock. Anyway, and then Rachel. When Kyle Cook Cook got the boot, then Rachel moved over, and she was next to me. Anyway, watching that though again, I'm like, oh, that's where Kyle always sat because I love sitting next to him. He made me laugh. So anyway, Kate comes in and they make it though like she's some team leader. Like now you need to convince Kate of your vote and help her learn who to vote. So they never pose it like, and Kate could get the boot too. Right. So they they it's almost like immediately according to the edit, they take Kate off the table. But I was thinking that. I'm like, you could almost murder Kate and really caused confusion because she wasn't there to begin with and she just yeah. got there it's so i feel like that's it the really easiest, gives them nothing the easiest murder to make because and then you what, know that kate definitely doesn't have a shield yeah you know she doesn't have a shield yeah. sandra and mj are numbers for dan so why would he want to lose either of them and then for the same reason like with these men that you have like i, I wouldn't want to take out any more men because you take out another man now you're only down to five guys so one they're going to figure out that you know, it's a one, it's a 20% shot that they're going to get you or right. potentially higher at that. Right. Right. And like you look at Kevin or John and it's like, okay, definitely not traitors. So. <laughs> I mean, definitely not. But here's the thing. I see why he wants to get rid of Bergie because Bergie's yeah. got him for him. Yeah. So he either gets rid of him or the Bergie's going to convince everybody to vote him at the round table. 
but Bernie has the shield. I think Kate is set up so well here. It's like, I mean, it's a ridiculous advantage to come in in the middle of the season because you're you have less banishments and murders to have to try to survive in order to win. Right, right. Reality TV shows aren't fair. I mean, if they were, then they yeah. would have had a tribe no. swap on Survivor right. Palau, But like, yeah, <laughs> I mean, what the hell? They would have. And guess what? Life's not fair. Yeah. And nobody feels nobody feels bad for you, Kate. So Kate's like, shut up. Um, <laughs> she's just happy to be there halfway through, and she already got past half of all the BS. So Kate's in a great position. Great, Kate's in a great spot, and I, I just, I would take her out because she's a wild card coming in the castle. It, it, like you said, it gives them nothing to work with. It's just kind of basically, okay, this person, um, yeah, we can sort of say we See, don't this want this person to play. Yeah, but this is why it's getting so much better. Like every episode, if you haven't watched, really, if you have the time, um, you should watch because Kate even says, like, most people are going to think I'm annoying. Most people are going to think this about me. I mean, now it's going to start heating up. Kate's going to get involved. Are you kidding? That's going to bring a whole nother dramatic effect to this season. So episode six is going to be like, I can't even wait. When does that come out? Uh, <laughs> next Thursday. Okay. Well, I can't wait. <laughs> I can't pick wait. the right person to represent your season on here. I mean, obviously it should have been you, but. <laughs> okay. Well, if it couldn't have been me, yeah. um, which it should have been me, but I wasn't that controversial. So I can see why they didn't pick me. Um, I wasn't that controversial because I was just coming off of another show. For those of you that don't know, it's called Snake in the Grass. And one person is the snake and has to lie and sabotage. And they chose me as that person. And I'm not a great, at the time, I wasn't a great liar. Since then, I have read up and studied on lying. And I've become an expert. And I'm very good at it. And um, since the traders, I would be perfect. So anyway, they didn't pick me. That's their loss. Next time, I'm sure they're going to give me that call. But Kate was a really good choice. I mean, Suri had just won, so they couldn't bring her back. Yeah. Suri, I don't think Suri would have done it. Um, and Suri just did Big Brother, and that was a she long was time of they filming. They shot this during Big Brother, so she was out. Anyway. So she was out. Kate also just had a baby, so that's a little bit of a wild card because it is hard to leave a baby or bring a baby to Scotland and film all day and who's watching the baby, and I don't know if she's breastfeeding. It's just the whole thing as a woman. Um, but she's good from a television standpoint. I don't know if she's going to be that great from a game standpoint because all she did was freaking complain when she was there with us. She was, like, begging us to vote her out, which made us think even more she was, like, a traitor, and that's why she stayed around and she became a shield for the traders. It was a mess. Another good choice would have been Rachel. Yeah. I would have picked Rachel. I would have probably picked Rachel if it wasn't Kate over anybody because Rachel is very strategic and she's also, she'll bring some drama too. And she's good TV. So, I mean, I'm, I'm happy Kate's back. I think she's going to be fun to watch, but if it wasn't Kate, I would have liked to have seen Rachel. How about bringing both back? Just have them both. <laughs> well, this is a large cast. Like this yeah. is so. I think they were able to bring Kate back because um, Deontay like mm. quits the game, so it opens up a spot. And actually, like you always have an alternate waiting, and maybe Kate was their alternate. So this is a cast of twenty-two people. Like that's big. Ours was only twenty, and there's only so many days. So. 
It's interesting. Well, and I guess the other thing is, so I would have picked you or Rachel personally. I'm a, oh, I'm a little biased. You. I'm a little biased, but uh, I guess the one thing is like Kate is kind of a star of Peacock and Bravo and she is. all the like. This is their she network. Is. Like you guys it are is. CBS, and right. they would have had already. Then if they add Rachel, now they have a third Big Brother person. They yeah. kind of want to keep those numbers in check. So yeah, it, I think it should have been you guys, but I see why they. Went. And Kate yeah. was probably like the for 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 better or for worse, like she was maybe the most memorable part of season one for a lot of absolutely. People. Like for me, I'm maybe I'm watching you guys a little more closely, and I'm a bigger fan of the shows that you guys came from, and I know you guys in real life. But um, and I've also watched the Traders like four times now, so like I you know I'm thinking more terms gameplay and all that stuff like that. But I, the common person probably only watched once. And they probably remember the chaos that Kate brought and they want yes. chaos and that's yes. what we're about. So we want absolutely, chaos. absolutely. And who knows, maybe she was brought in midway. Maybe this was a late phone call because Deontay was starting to lose it. And a lot of the housewives type crew was going down. You know, you got Larsa and her boyfriend was gone and that whole crew was dwindling. Yeah, you know, that's that a good point. They wanted to add so, a little more uh, from that Bravo. Bounce it out gamer, a little bit. Yeah, gamers yeah. are start really running the show here. Exactly. There's a lot and of them left. So we don't really know. Yeah. This could have been, I mean, listen, their pockets are much deeper for season two. It's obvious. The cast is nicer. Yeah. You know, the contestants are a little more. The more, editing's better. Probably more. Everything. The editing's better. The challenges is better. The so, cinematography, the filming, like yeah. the camera work, everything. So this could have been a last minute thing. And. They could have just said, hey, Kate, yeah. we've got this opportunity. You're only going to be gone, whatever, 10 days, two weeks. So going into next episode, we're, we've talked mm -hmm. about who Dan wants to murder. But I think in terms of the banishment, and we saw the promo, they said it at the end of the episode. And he says, since day one, I've been watching one person. It's time for that to come out. He's going after either Phaedra or Parvati. I'm convinced. I think it will be one of those two. That's what I think the play is. I think he's. Thinking, I think he needs. I'm going to take he... my shot, and then if I show that, look, see, there's a method to my madness. There's a reason why I was quiet. I was waiting for the moment to strike. We've got. If he's votes. smart, if he's smart, that's what he'll do. I think that's what he's going to do. I'm pretty sure that's what he'll do. I don't yeah, see why I mean, he would. Because you got to give play. them some blood now, anyway. You and have that's to. That's why he. I think he doesn't tell the traitors. Like they say, what are you gonna do? He's like, I'm gonna sleep on it. And Phaedra well, is like, oh, now he's doing it to us. And Parvati's like, come on, Dan, let us help you. Like she's hysterical with her words too. She's like, <laughs> no, I'm just trying to give you a little emotional support here. <laughs> so funny, so funny, because you know they're exhausted. It's like 12:30 at night. It has been almost like 18 hours straight of just thinking and strategizing. It's freezing, by the way, in that castle. They probably got space heaters. We never had a damn heater. Oh. Like, mm, freezing. That's why it's like so funny. Parvi's like, oh, the sun's out. Let's go outside because you don't, in Scotland, it like that time of year, it rains a lot and it's cold and damp and the castle's like cold and there's a breeze. Oh, it was, it was, uh, man. I'd be like Survivor going back to that castle. You know, there's certain smells I, I walk by and I'm like, oh gosh, I remember that smell on the island. You know, it brings you back. That's why it would be like going back into a, dr a drifty, a drafty castle. <laughs> <laughs> oh. So 
this round table um we mentioned kevin i was cracking up when that was the best kate moment when she's just like over the whole kevin thing of like okay we get it and he's just like she's like this who is he and she and then they're whispering and he's like are you listening she's like yes i'm listening i got it you want to vote he's like no i'm trying to that see you weren't listening he's a politician and that's why i'm like oh kate hates him Kate hates him. Kevin has like this strange like hatred for other people in the cast. Like he he started all of a sudden this episode he seems to hate Janelle. Before that he's hates. like he called out I think it was Larsa in an e- earlier episode where he's no he like, tells MJ wasn't that her name? She <laughs> yeah, you're MJ, annoying. Yeah. I find you highly yeah. offensive and annoying. I'm like oh my god the girl doesn't even say hardly anything. I mean she she does but like he is like. He's a person that I don't even know. They're not even going to murder him and no one's even going to banish him because they don't even think he's a traitor. So he's going to go to the end. He's going to be like, he's going to be like Quentin on my season. (laughs) He's just like Quentin. He's going to go to the end. (laughs) (laughs) Those are the people you keep to the end. Seriously. The other reason why I think Janelle, uh, why Janelle's out here. I do think that there's some kind of consequences for taking the shields. I do think it seemed like, again, we do, I'd like uh, to hear Janelle's side of the story, but based yeah. on the edit and what we saw, like we had heard at other points, like Janelle's selfish. They said that several times. She's leading the charge on these things. So like one of the reasons is, okay, well, you know what? She might not be, she might not even be a traitor. But no. she's been wrong. She's lost credibility with this group. That's so like, what it is. She's gonna keep. She's gonna keep throwing out names. We don't trust her, even though she's right this time. Unfortunately, and the other thing is, this person's gonna take the shields. I'd like to get a shield at some point because you're so, seeing so, some of that boil yes. over a little bit. Yes. What is this? Her third shield now? Well, she didn't get it this time, but she was. But the third time she went, yeah. like the third time she went for it, and then sometimes. If you do think there's a gamer girl or whatever, sometimes you have to take your shot just to weed it out. Like people were convinced that Michael was a traitor. I knew Rachel knew, and even Sari was agreeing with us. He's not a traitor. The guy's just a nervous guy. It's his upbringing, whatever. Some people were like, well, you're bringing so much nervous energy that we just got to do this vote. And then even if you're not, we just have to eliminate that. So I think that Janelle has a few things against her. Number one, she called out a traitor and was dead on accurate because she's smart. Number two, she did have a couple wrong. So people feel they were leading her in the wrong direction. Could also make her look like a traitor, but also she's very influential and she's very like, she's a person you might listen to. So they just wanted to stop having her voice her opinion because she had been wrong. And also the shield thing going hard for the shield day one. I think I I was worried that might bite her, you know? Um, But she was, she's so far, in my opinion, the smartest person on the show, which is why they had to get rid of her. Cause she knows it's Dan. Yeah. I would love to know why she called out CT and Sandra. I mean, I, I imagine obviously that round table lasts a lot longer than we saw. She, oh, there are probably way. other people that were throwing out a bunch of names. But and, yes. And my favorite, favorite, favorite Janelle line, and she has had a lot of lines, man. She is funny. Um, she is like, I'm a faithful, you idiots. That was my favorite. 
That's like my favorite. It's like my favorite word, you idiots. That's like it's like a silly word, like you idiots. And she sounded Didn't like Brandy a silly girl. Throw that out there too on your season. Probably. I think she like ran off and she's just like idiots. Oh, she ran off and said, "No, you have to say you idiots." Like yeah. that's a Philly thing. So yeah, I was like, in, "Yes, Janelle." You got to be in the room when you do it. You can't just right. do it like she's you already ran off. off and yeah, that's weak. Correct. You got to be confrontational. Right, right, like right to their faces. Right to their face, and then if and someone is like you, you can tell people to f off. Just can't do it on this particular podcast. Right. That's good TV too. We like that. <laughs> Oh, I've been on the other side of that. I've had many. Oh, and Kate at the round table didn't air. She told me, F off, B. (laughs) F you, B. And I laughed at her. That was another. Yeah, a lot of people have told me to F off. Um, (laughs) Listen, I got thick skin. You have to come at me more than that. (laughs) Steph, what do you have in your notes? Um... We've talked about a lot of it. Um, Kate, of course, one of her first lines in the chair is, oh, it's a love letter. Probably from Alan. He's obsessed with me. (laughs) I'm like this. Here we go. Here goes the Kate show. (laughs) Yep. Now she thinks Alan's obsessed with her. You know, of course, that's Kate's entrance. Um, But I don't know. I really hope the way that they showed it ending is not how it is. And I hope Dan goes for one of the traders just to mix things, mix things up because I mean, if it's Bergie, that is, I mean, I hope that, I hope that as a faithful, as a faithful, I hope that. Yeah. The murder. That's the murder. He can't murder a traitor. I think he's going for the banishment. I think it's it's over the banishment. Yeah. For the banishment. He's going to go for, do you think it's more likely he goes for Parvati or Phaedra? Because Parvati would be more suspecting. People seem to, you've heard her name tossed out there a little bit. Phaedra said, everyone thinks you're a traitor. Uh, yeah, he, from the beginning, recruited Parvati so he could use her and, yeah. like, sacrifice yeah. her. And they, so they I told think, us I that think in the edit to set up for this moment, potentially. If Dan is around still after this, which I, I, I hope that no, he will be, what they're showing... There's no, they're going to be a banishment. Dan is going to, they're going to murder somebody and there's going to be a banishment. So right. We got to see who they, we got to see who they murder first. They left off him saying he's murdering Bergie. Oh, okay. So, but if he, if they, okay. If so he, okay. Gonna... If he, if he, the plan worked, if he murders Bergie and Bergie's still there, they then know that one of those people in the house, if not all of them are the traitors. Do you see what I mean? And they're already suspecting Dan. And Bergie already said, you better come up with a name or I'm writing your name down. Well, so if the plan works, Dan's the next one banished. Could be Parvati too, though, because Peter if went he to can Parvati, convince. Yes. Parvati, CT, and Dan were the three Correct. that I believe he went to with this plan that they showed us. And so Dan could put that on Parvati. And I mean, with the it way doesn't that mean it's going to work. It doesn't mean it's going to work. No. But he's going to try. That- Yes, and with the way the edit's going, you don't know. Like, Parvati could be getting called out left and right, and we just don't even see that. You know what I mean? They're just not showing us that. That's why I don't think it's going to be a blocked banish thing, a blocked uh, murder, because they showed us that. Yeah, I don't think it's going to be. Well, it could be. It could be blocked. It could be. Oh, my gosh. If it did, that would be like, oh, my gosh. So, Steph, we're going to start doing this each week, and we have to come up with a name for this, but we're going to give out an MVP award. 
for each episode. Okay. And honestly, okay. I think we'll talk we'll talk throughout the week. We'll have to come up maybe we could come up with multiple awards. We can come up with like a like most entertaining but the MVP of the episode would be, you know, who played this the best. So oh, who's the Peter, MVP of Peter, the, yeah. Peter's my Peter MVP. Episode. Yeah, this is totally Peter. And then like most entertaining is Phaedra. Like I can't with her. She's killing me. <laughs> my kids love her. <laughs> <laughs> well, and to your point about the edit, part of the thing with Dan is that Dan is such a good narrator and he's so strategic Mm -hmm. and he makes good tv so even if this is even if like he's getting off scot-free and he's doing really well he'd be the focal point i think of the traders in terms of like the strategic presence so yeah we'll we'll see where this is going i think they're gonna get dan eventually but i think we're gonna see dan playing very aggressive in episode six that's my prediction so i'm trying to think back like did it take us till the fifth episode round table to get Cody, our first trader, or did it see? I, I just yeah. Was it the fifth episode or the sixth think, episode? I think it was the fifth. I will pull that up as you talk. So continue. Because if it was the fifth, we got a trader before they got a trader. Because they this is the fifth and they don't get a trader. So now we're going into the sixth. Um, and I felt that like that because Rachel calls out Cody episode one. And she's like, Cody's definitely a trader. And then Rachel. And I team up, they don't show it. And I'm like, are we cool from snake in the grass? Like, obviously, you know, I'm a terrible liar. Like I'm a faithful. Do you trust me? And she's like, oh, I know you're not a traitor. I'm in, we're in together. So then I'm like, I don't know that Cody guy, but he's acting just like I acted on the snake in the grass. And she's like, oh, I know Cody. I was on with him. I never watched big brother. And she's like, he's totally a traitor. So like day one in the castle, Rachel and I had our minds made up. Cody was a traitor. And it took us forever to get the numbers and to convince people. So, but I thought we got them in like episode five. You so they're going into actually in ep okay, technically episode seven. It was just they did a cliffhanger that so it should have been episode six. Yeah, the oh, end wow. of episode six spilled over into. But then the other thing you have to think about it is, took forever. Well, it did, but it's also it doesn't necessarily mean that we're on the exact same cycle of like every single episode containing yeah. the same amount of murders, yeah. people quitting, all that stuff. So yeah, and I believe there were twelve episodes on my season, or were there eleven? There or were 10. there ten? Yeah, ten. Because so I went. This season's going to have twelve, I think. Okay, so they'll have more. I think there's twelve okay. in a reunion. I want to say, which is good for us. We get more episodes. Rachel went to episode eight and she got banished at eight yeah. and I got the letter and the start of nine yep. of murder. Um, another thing that was interesting and I don't think Kate had been watching the show, obviously no, she couldn't have been. Um, but when they're trying to look at the pictures on the wall and figure out, okay, who's left, who do we think, whatever Parvati comes in is like, does anybody want to drink? And Kate's like, no, Thank you. And then she's like, guys, for the love, pour your own drinks. Like, don't be taking drinks from anybody, especially not poverty. She said something like that after literally poverty just poisoned Ekin Sue. That was so funny. I was like, wow, Kate, Kate gets in there quick. Like she, you know, she doesn't miss a beat. I but because she was like, how did Ekin Sue go? Like, and they're like, I don't know. There was like some slow acting poison. They didn't say they don't know until they watched the show. They're not even going to know that 
Parvati was the one that. Wow. <laughs> uh, so I thought that was pretty sharp. I think that's where Kate shines the brightest is. Yes. Like I said, I felt like the, some of the confessionals, she's trying to ham it up and I'm sure pe some people love she's it. She's hamming it it's, up. For me, it's like, okay, I feel like it's a little too much. I, it, it didn't land quite as much with me, but where I think she's great is the reacting to people and talking she is. to people. Because even though she's hamming it up, she's quick winded. So yeah, even if it's where, planned out, she's also sharp and quick too. So without that's a where, like, so she's you can talking see that. About taking yeah. Janelle's room. Like I get Janelle's oh, they, room I, now. Oh, yeah. Like yeah. it's just that kind of stuff where it's Kevin's I like, think, what? She's like, yeah, she's gone. I'm going to take her room. And that's where I, I, that's what I'm saying. I think she's better where it's the quick witted stuff where I think the confessionals, yeah. you might be thinking she has her candid lines. Yeah. Like she's like, I'm here to F S up. Cause I can't <laughs> curse. Like that's Kate's favorite line. That's all she said on our show. Like that's what I'm here to do. I'm here to F and like she would say during the challenges and we're like, all right, Kate, whatever. Shut up. You know, do you have a prediction um, for the next episode? A prediction? Yeah. I I mean, I don't know. Peter, my star, my star pick, Peter, may have had some master plan. And if it worked, he Peter for president. Peter for president. <laughs> Peter 2024. Pilot Peter 2024. 2024. There you go. Um, I'm sad Janelle's gone. You know, that sucks. She brought a lot to the show. I'll see if we can get Peter on here at some point. He is friends with Garrett from uh, Garrett Powell was on the same season of Bachelorette uh, okay. before he became the Bachelor. And Garrett is actually good buddies with him. He said he's actually a great guy in real life. So maybe maybe Garrett can facilitate that. So Peter, who I don't I didn't watch his season, so I, I don't know anything about him. I didn't even know he was a pilot. And <laughs> the other night, Sloan and I were watching and and, and Kyle Jr. Sophia was at volleyball. And I go, gosh, he reminds me of somebody. And I'm watching him. And he doesn't literally look exactly like him. But there's something about his face and his mannerisms and the way he talks. And I'm like, guys, does he look like Uncle Petty? Now, do you remember Jonathan Pettibone that played for the Phillies yeah. for a short time? Yeah, yeah. So we're like, he's like, our kids, we're so close with that family. Like, our kids call him uncle. Oh. So I text Petty. And I'm like, you need to watch the traders because you look like this guy pete and he goes pilot pete he knew all about him so he's the one who told me he was a pilot i didn't even know it but so shout out to you petty you're uh <laughs> you're on the traders in spirit but he he's like turning into one of my favorites this pete guy next week i'll have the a side-by-side -side picture of the two of them Oh, good. If you, you here's what you they do. don't really you, look alike. It's not even that. You need to oh, see okay. like you the need to see Petty like talk. Okay, maybe we, we can call find him Petty. A, His name's John. Maybe Petty. we'll find a highlight like an interview of him that we can yeah. clip and play for yeah. thirty seconds, and then a yes. clip of Peter talking. Correct. Um, oh, we'll see if we can have that ready for next week. Do you have anything yes. else in your notes? Par smart Dan dumb. If the if, if <laughs> with what they're talking about in the um turret. Like with Dan wanting Bergie out and Park going, I don't know. I think we should go for somebody in the house just to be on the safe side. Well, um, to that, I think what's interesting is what did Dan say? He said, I don't think Peter is like crafty enough to come up with yes, that kind of strategy. Yes. And is she this... says right away, that means he's lying. Why would he tell you of all people? And he just voted against you. And he, he thinks you're a traitor. And then they told me the same exact thing. 
So that could have been whatever, but and this can be the pitfall of a lot of people who play and then Survivor. Dan, or, yes. Dan saying this could be a really good move and win me the game, or this could lose me the entire game. I was like, oh my God. <laughs> it's getting pilot so good. Pete's things work. And they keep saying how smart he is. Like somebody says, oh, he's not just for Janelle. There's another yeah, line. He's not just a pretty yeah. face, you know? So. But what's well, the, the pitfall of Survivor? Say oh, again. I just think the pitfall of some of these characters, like a Dan or someone who plays Survivor, or Big Brother, yeah. who's ultra yeah. strategic, is they've got all this great strategy and ideas, and they're really smart. They got it all in their head, and their pitfall is that they discredit some of the people they're playing with. They think that they're the person who's running the show. They think that no one's on to them. And I think that if this is what Dan truly thinks, and this is something that you know, he, he goes for it and he just underscores and says, oh, that guy's from The Bachelor. He's not, he can't keep up with me. Then that's right. a flaw in his point. And you could probably, I mean, I'm sure you saw some of that with Survivor, with people who think they're running the show. And it's like, I, nope, we, we're all playing the game here too. It's not just you. Yeah, no, it happens a lot. It happens all the time. Um, you And you undermine people. And then another thing too, like the biggest thing is like with a lot of these shows, all of these shows, probably even the Housewives show, I don't know. It's like trust no one. Um, and then people really do start because that we're human beings. And that's what we have to do in this world. We have to trust someone. You can live your life trusting no one, be a very lonely life, you know? So you have to kind of trust some people. And sometimes, I mean, you saw it with Andy, with Suri, with Quentin. I mean, they trusted Suri with their lives. Yeah. And Suri like backstabbed them right to their faces. So it's a game. Um, but yeah, you, you undermine people. That's a huge mistake. You really shouldn't count anybody out. Like Sam saying, I don't know if he's that strategic. If that backfires, that's going to be like the line of the year. <laughs> and Pete for president, hundred percent. Pilot Pete, 2024. 2024. Uh, anything else from your notes? I no. Things. Okay. Good. Uh, social media taking a look at something. This is from just kind of like we got our notes on the episode. One thing I thought was interesting. Uh, what are the people saying on social media? They're saying a lot. I haven't looked too deep into what. Which social media? About. What are you talking about? Well, I, Dan went on a live and he talked about some things and I haven't listened oh, okay. to it. Okay. Uh, I haven't seen Janelle, any Janelle has gone on a podcast with Tamara. I'm sure they're airing okay. stuff out. Um, other people are, are probably doing... I'm sure that people from this cast are doing lives and podcasts and saying stuff or posting stuff. Bananas has thing, a podcast. Yeah, but Bananas wasn't there for it. So the one thing oh. I thought was a, a, an interesting little fact, shout out to Sandra. She did post on Instagram. You guys may have noticed she's got a little bit of a gash on her face. She got oh. that in the... Uh, I think it was the Grave Challenge. And she said she has a scar from it so yeah so actually i i talked to sandra briefly she ran into something in the great challenge and you like you do see it at breakfast the next morning it's like this huge um she has a scar from it yeah i mean That's they just got well they, they didn't get back that that long ago i guess she said it's while. getting better each day scars fade though i mean like i've got a especially got a, on your face your face right. sheds a, a lot of skin. Yes. Your body, like, it can take forever. It's true, because I had my thyroid surgery in my neck, and people mostly don't notice the scar unless I point it out. 
And then right. you get a little more, like if you tan a little bit, that can. Well, if she's dark bit. like me, she's yeah. going to scar. And like nobody knows about scarring more than me because I was scarred head to toe from Survival Guatemala. I went to like plastic surgeons and was like, could you do laser? I mean, there was not a spot on my skin that was clear that didn't, I didn't look like a leper with like these dark marks. So I will have to let Sandra know that I can help her out with that scar because I have some remedies. Or if you check out my Instagram, I talk a lot about skincare on there. So that's true. Good plug. Yeah. Steph is a half Italian. She looks full Italian and that's where the tan skin comes in. Steph, you probably don't know this. There are probably like two or three different, reddit threads where people have tried to like what race is stephanie is she a minority so funny people like i think she's i think she's latino or latina so it's just funny funny. it's like why do you guys care that much (laughs) Uh, listen listen i've gotten that my entire life like so my mom's blonde hair blue eyes 100 percent german but she tans and then my dad's 100 percent italian so i'm actually half and half but um i have a brother but well, I just, I look dark. Look yeah. yeah. But like, so my one brother is really tan. My other brother is really light. So I guess you can go either way, but like, I don't know. My kids like thought I was black for the longest time. <laughs> How about that? They're like my own kids. And I'm like, I'm like, no, there's nothing wrong with that. But no, I'm, I'm half Italian. And they're like, oh, cause we thought we were black too. And I'm like, no, you're half, no. Daddy, my husband's like mostly Norwegian, so he's just like a mix of like, really, his family's mostly from Norway, and then maybe he's a little German. So I'm like, you're probably only a quarter Italian, and then you're mostly like German, and then a little Norwegian. Yeah, yeah, and then they're like, but we're African American too, right? I'm like, who? No, who's African American? (laughs) Where'd that come in? They're like, well, you. (laughs) But I've gotten that my whole life. Like people think I'm Hispanic. People think I'm mediterranean uh, <laughs> like so funny i didn't know there was reddit threads about my race that's hilarious yeah, it was so funny because it was like people were like obsessed to like find a make a list of like all the minority women who've been on survivor and see if you're in that category oh like, that is that's so like funny. it's just like why do you care that much <laughs> that's so funny no, but listen, if you need me to play a part on any show, like I could have been the Italian girl on The Sopranos. They called me once. I could be the Hispanic girl on like the Days of Our Lives. They called me once. Like I could be whatever part you want. OK, <laughs> I'll play the part. I can really do good impersonations. I got to be in the mood. The but, you know, impression. That was their first impression that you've broken out on this Traders podcast. A, a plus impression, by the way. So keep the when was that? Going. You when did it a little that? earlier. You did the imp- oh. like when she re- got the letter and said, "Oh yeah, I got me." I got to feel it. The, yeah, you're doing the facial expressions and the hand oh, movements yeah. and everything. Yeah, so. no, I have to feel it. And then if I have a little alcohol or wine, forget it. I get really good, <laughs> really good with the impression. <laughs> the Rachel impression is probably the best. Oh so. yeah, when I did that so long ago. Oh my yeah. gosh, the Serena yeah. one's good too. Serena, I can do. Sir- yeah. I can do. Yeah, I can do a lot of people. I can do even my closest friends. I can really do, or like a random person that I'm always around, like at school, that talks just like I'm always like, why does she talk like that? I could like do them <laughs> really well. <laughs> um, it's gotta be. It's I gotta be in the mood though. I can't be like stressed work- out. Yeah, stuff will work those in over the next 10 episodes, or I guess we got, I think we got seven more of these. You need to make some edits. You need to cut my impressions all together and like stay tuned for my impressions. (laughs) Who's this? Name this person. (laughs) (laughs) That 
could be a whole good, episode. You're good at editing. Again, I am computer, like not tech savvy. I have issues when it comes to anything like that. So she's Steph Lagrosa Kendrick on Instagram. Steph underscore Lagrosa underscore Kendrick. She's repping uh, a Philly reversed hat. What's this called? The so my husband is really good friends with a guy here that started this reverse brand and he sent me the Philly hat because I am a Philly girl and I love, and to be honest with you, I like literally didn't even shower and I just got home from the gym, didn't do my hair and this matched because I'm wearing black pants. This is what I wore to the gym this morning. So I like put a hat on and have me my reverse hat because I don't have many black hats. I don't know. Um, but it's a really cool brand and everything's reverse and they have Tampa and they have all the different cities. And so I don't know if you like an upside down, Hi, really cute hat. Go to reversed. <laughs> and what was really cool for the sports fans, because we obviously we got a lot of sports fans who listen to this. And you know what's cool is actually I feel like we're getting a little bit of a crossover right now. I know some of our sports <laughs> listeners are saying, hey, I'll check out the traders. Like for those who missed it, I just did an interview with DJ Hers, uh minor league pitcher. He should be up in the big leagues this year. He's in the Washington Nationals farm system. And he's a survivor fan. He's a challenge fan. I told him about the traders and he texts me. Uh, yesterday and he says girlfriend and i just watched episode one we are locked in we're gonna binge this whole show they'll probably watch season one um but speaking of our for our sports fans uh baker mayfield wore the tampa hat the yeah. same hat that steph, steph has a tampa one right you got a tampa one too i have a white with blue tampa yeah. And he wore the orange, didn't he? Yeah, wear he wore orange? The orange that was kind of matching like the old Bucks uniforms from the 70s. Yeah, he wore yeah. it to a game, and that's the same brand. And so they put Baker and Steph on the same Instagram story. Uh, oh, that's funny. And that was it was funny. I think no, that wasn't when they played Philly. Although that would have been funny if it was that would have been awesome your team. But that would have been he, great. He did boot your team from the playoffs, unfortunately. Oh my gosh, they crushed the Eagles. I heard. I I went to bed. I was like, you know what, I'm going to bed. <laughs> but they crushed. But I, the Eagles were doing so well, and then they weren't playing so hot. So I uh, I don't know. It was like a long weekend of volleyball tournaments or something, and we were up late, and I was like, I'm going to bed. But one of the co-owners of this brand used to play for the Lightning. So now they Vince have like Cavier. the Vinny LaCavier is really good friends with Kyle. So he, a lot of the lightning players wear it too. So they're not just for athletes. They're for whoever, like Crystal Howard texted me. I'm like, where'd you get that hat? Cause she's from Philly. Ryan Howard's and wife. Yeah. 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 So I was like, come on, you gotta get your Philly hat reversed. Go on that. I don't even know their actual handle. It's like at reversed brand. I mean, you'll find it. It's on my Instagram. If you need to, but they have all the different cities and a lot of the athletes are wearing them. A lot of regular people are wearing them too. The Eagles, unfortunately, as you mentioned, I think they went, started out 11 and one or 10 and one, and they lost five of their last six games. It was, then they lost the playoff game. It seemed like they had team chemistry issues or something. I don't know what happened there. Listen, I don't know. Kyle Jr. is a huge Packers fan. We don't know where it came from. We don't know why. And the other night they were supposed to get blown away and they ended up losing by what, like what three? Yeah, it was a great to game. move on. And, and they killed the Cowboys the week before, too. I know. So they were like, they could have moved on. And they have a really young team. They're going to be good in the future. But Kyle Jr. came down in like, in fact, maybe if they have, I don't know, Wisconsin backwards. That'd be a long name. Um, <laughs> <laughs> green oh, and dang. yellow. Vinny, I need a little Wisconsin for <laughs> Kyle. Um, 
But he came down in like full out Packers gear. Like even the stuffed animal, he's 10. He had it dressed in like a Packers helmet, like full uniform. I was like, I didn't even know you had this much Packers gear. We might have a problem. But they just lost. That was the sin. Phillies out, Close, Packers out. Closing thoughts. Bucks are still in. Go no, Bucks. They, they lost. do Bucks lost. Oh, yeah, Bucks are out. Yeah. Who's in? All right, we got Lions and uh, Lions Chiefs. and 49ers on the NFC. And then okay. Chiefs, Danny's team. Feels like yes. Danny's been enjoying just such a great run here with the Chiefs. I feel like they always have a good team because yeah. we're good friends with the Franciscos, Ben Francisco. Yeah. And like Cindy, his wife, was a cheerleader. And I don't know. They're always in. She's always all dressed up in her <laughs> Kansas stuff. Chiefs and Ravens. So, yeah. Both that 49ers Kansas are good. Those 49ers, 49ers. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. We'll be talking. I'm sure we'll have more thoughts on that next week. Closing thoughts, Steph. Nope. I can't wait for episode six. <laughs> episode six. Shout out to our MVP this week, Peter. You crushed Peter, it. crushed we'll it. You, we'll see uh, if your success yes. carries over. Yes. Let's see if the plan works. Can you imagine, Peter, if it does, I am voting for you for president. <laughs> <laughs> He's not even running. He's like, great, I'm not running. <laughs> I think a lot of people would be okay with a third option like a Peter. <laughs> what the heck? He'd be great. He'd be a great, nice, neutral option. Young. He's young. Unite the, unite the country. <laughs> He'll unite the country. Listen, we are not getting into politics, but he's nope. a pilot and he's smart and he's young. And he was he's doing okay on the traders. <laughs> she what, is what, what could go wrong? <laughs> She's Stephanie LaGrosa Kendrick at Steph LaGrosa on Instagram. Steph underscore LaGrosa underscore Kendrick on Instagram. Thank you, Stephanie. This is great. See you next time. That week. was fun. Can't wait. All right, y'all. That concludes our recap of the fifth episode of The Traders. Episode six coming up next week. If you guys haven't checked it out, go check out my interview with DJ Hers. He is a uh, future big league star. He just pitched in the Arizona Fall League. He is pitching in the Washington Nationals farm system. Like I said, he's a reality TV fan, so we actually talked a little bit about that. There's a lot about his life in minor league baseball. It's a great interview. You guys will enjoy it. Next week, we'll have another interview coming out with Gabriel Rincones Jr. He's a Phillies outfield prospect and also a great guy, and he's from Scotland. He grew up in Scotland, so maybe he's seen the traders. Maybe he's got some thoughts on the traders. Hit subscribe. To the Jack Vita show. I know a lot of you guys are watching us here on YouTube. That's great. Please hit subscribe and turn on those notifications so you get uh, access to whenever these episodes go out. And I'm going to let you in on a little secret. I typically will release the YouTube videos at around, I think around like 9 a.m. Central Time. Uh, that's typically when it comes out on YouTube. However, if you guys are subscribed on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, the audio episodes typically come out sometime the night before. So if you guys want to have early access to the episodes, subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and then you can watch the episodes also on YouTube uh, the following morning. So make sure you guys are all subscribed. You can follow me at Jack Vita Show on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. And by the way, we'd love to hear your comments. So if you got questions for us that we can answer in our next episode, leave them here 
in the uh, comments below. And we'll see how many of those comments we can get to. Questions, leave them in the comments. I should have said that at the start of the episode. I will say that at the start of the next episode so that I make sure you guys' questions uh, are being answered. Until next time, I'm Jack Vita. Bring in the dancing lobsters.